Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today uh, for a brand new episode of our Cloud Tank series. Today, we're going to be discussing serverless cloud computing with my colleague, Z Bag. Hi, Z. How are you doing? Doing good. How are you? Doing well. Yes, it's a little rainy over here, but overall, overall good. I'm excited to talk about the benefits and how serverless computing works. Yeah, it's so, raining and we are talking about cloud computing, so. <laughs> <laughs> the irony there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can you kind of describe how serverless computing works? Um, what are the benefits and maybe some cons as well? Yeah, so it's a, it's a kind of a new concept. A few years ago, you know, AWS kind of started that thing. It's like a serverless computing. And uh, when I when I actually heard about that, and I was like, what are the use cases would be, Anna? Who will use that? I mean, uh, and the use cases were not very clear on the first site, you can say, when I first heard about that, uh, you know, service. And, uh, but soon after they, uh, it's kind of explored the cloud world, you know, and uh, serverless computing is something like uh, you, you can have like a, a piece of, functions or code and uh, it runs whenever it needs to run and you don't have to manage all the servers up and running all the time and it's a very you can say next level uh, you know thing in in the cloud computing world yeah that's fascinating why do you believe some people get confused of how it works because i know there's, yeah there's a it's a, again it's a name serverless and People say, okay, I'm writing code. It should run on some server. Why the technology right. called serverless? Uh, <laughs> so, so basically the way it works, it's, it's you, you write a code and runs on, on a container service. So behind the scenes. And uh, that's why people are like, you don't have to manage servers. That's the key point here. Like uh, because right. of the cost savings and all the use cases that service offers and benefits. Um, you don't have to manage servers to run your piece of code. And we can talk about more details about like, so that's why people usually confuse like why serverless and uh, how with my code will run without servers, you know? Right, exactly. So yeah, why don't we take a deep dive into the benefits of serverless computing? Yeah, so benefits, uh, usually there are first main benefit is like you don't have to manage any servers, you know? Um, and the way it usually works, like you write a piece of code and deploy uh, to the cloud provider, it could be uh, Amazon, Azure, or Google Cloud, or any other. And they all support the same service now, you know, but it started with AWS. So main thing is like, you don't have to manage servers, you manage only your piece of code. So that's the benefit is. Uh, when you're managing servers, there is a lot of complexities comes with it. You know, you have to patch the server, make sure it's up and running all the time. But the main benefit of, uh, you know, serverless computing, uh, it's basically, it's automatically scaled. Whenever mm -hmm. you actually call that service, it's, it's spin up containers and it runs your code and it shut down. So that's the main benefit. You don't have to keep your servers up and running all the time. And uh, talking about the services, like, um, uh, I mean, serverless, you have well, AWS Lambda service in AWS. You have Azure functions in uh, in Azure. 
and you have Google Cloud functions in, in Google. So these are basically serverless services. Mm -hmm. um, another benefit is the cost. Like you pay only when you use the service. So it depends how many times you are calling that service. If you call, call like, um, you know, 100 times, you pay for only duration of the seconds that your piece of code is running. So it's it's not like you are running your servers in the cloud 24 by 7 and you have multiple backups and everything is running. Um, uh, it's automatically scales, automatically, uh, you know, uh, manage for you and uh, you pay only with the duration of the of the second. And uh, another benefit, which is main, is like you have uh, option to pick whatever language or technology you want to use. For example, you can write functions in Python, Node.js, you can write in .NET, you can write in Java. So whatever skill sets you have, you can actually take benefit of this uh, service. Or you can develop it your own way. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and how does it work exactly from start to finish? What is the process? I know you briefly touched on it, but what is the full process of setting up a serverless infrastructure? Yeah, so basically you have to sign up for a cloud provider, for example, AWS, Azure, or Google Cloud, or some people also using Alibaba. Uh, but uh, the, the way it's, it works, like you write uh, a code in a specific standard that uh, your cloud provider provides you. Like if mm -hmm. uh, if you're writing for AWS, uh, Lambda, there is like certain uh, way you have to write your function, but it could be any language. Like if you're writing in a Python, the, um, the function, you know, the parameters, the signature of the function, uh, very specific. And once you write the code, you actually upload to your cloud provider uh, to service and uh, set up an event where how this function would work. Basically, it's like could be an HTTP event or could could be like a, a triggered by some other service, um, and uh, what it, then just wait. <laughs> I mean, then all 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 you need to do is to call that event, and uh, your cloud provider will automatically you know trigger that event, okay. run your function, and uh, and the last thing is like you pay only for the duration of a second. So for example. Uh, your function, you you have two functions in your environment, and one function takes like 10 seconds, and, and other function takes like 30 seconds to run. So you pay only for 10 seconds and 30 seconds computing. Also very cost effective. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and what are some of the, in your experience, what are some of the common use cases in the industry? Yeah, so like I said, when I when I learned about this uh, technology or service, I was not sure like how it would be used. But mm -hmm. uh, AWS and other cloud providers, they actually integrated it very, uh, you, you can say very beautifully with the <laughs> with other services. So, for example, mm -hmm. um, data processing. For example, someone uploads a a, a file of uh, to S3 bucket. Uh, so if they upload a file there is like you can it's basically an event and you want to process something with it for example you want to convert a word file into a pdf automatically so if somebody uploads a file you can actually trigger your uh, serverless computing functions which is lambda service and its job would be only to convert that file and put it back to a different also you can move data around for example somebody generates a record in the database, you fire an event, and you 
you copy that data into some other location uh, also you uh, lot of apis development is happening through serverless computing uh, you don't have to keep up your you know api servers running all the time you can write serverless apis and also it's a very good uh, use cases with the cloud automation services for example uh, related to security if something happened related to your cloud environment you can trigger an event and uh, notify take actions based based on that plus um, also, you can set up some events on scheduler, for example, shut down all the servers during the night, which you are not using and start up automatically in the morning. So this all you can do through the serverless computing. And, you know, even though it does provide many benefits, what do you believe are some of the cons of using serverless cloud computing? Yeah, I mean, uh, there are like benefits so there must be some cons as well and it it varies uh, you know organization to organization some people are comfortable some people are not um, but in my experience you know the main cons is like it's a little bit complex development when you don't mm -hmm. have servers running um, it's hard to you know start sometimes uh, because you are not sure where to go and test your code how to write your code so it's a kind of a little bit learning curve in the start. Um, and uh, that's also makes a little bit difficulty uh, to debug your code as well, because uh, uh, that code is supposed to be run on your cloud provider environment and developers don't have that infrastructure locally. But now AWS and Azure and other service uh, providers, uh, basically they allow you to use uh, uh, features basically now you can actually test these functions locally as well so when okay. when it was started there was not a uh, easy way to actually test these but now things are kind of uh, um, involving and uh, also like uh, setting up security for these apis and events could be a little bit uh, uh, challenging um, um, I mean, again, you need experts who, who knows like how the data coming into this service and going out and where you are calling what services to so make sure uh, your security is set up correctly there. And mm -hmm. uh, also like uh, sometimes, for example, if you are not using your function for a long time, the very first call usually takes a lot extra time because it's it needs to spin up servers and make it in the ready state before it can actually used regularly so it depends uh, so you you might get some kind sometimes inconsistent performance but again it varies case-to-case okay. -case basis okay great um and so you kind of already touched on it but what are some ways people can mitigate these cons um if they do plan on adopting this type this kind of technique yeah so i mean uh, they can uh, work with partner companies. Uh, mm -hmm. One thing is like uh, you can, uh, if if you have any experts in the team, I mean, of course, you can get the experience with them. Otherwise, uh, you know, it's in the start, it's a learning curve, but uh, uh, partners could help you to actually adopt uh, or maybe migrate from uh, other type of computing platform to serverless computing as well, um, and. Uh, also, like you, you need uh, to have some 
people who have worked with uh, serverless computing. Uh, mm -hmm. But again, there are like quite a few use cases I've seen like people once they use it and they like it and if the organizations have set up everything like their DevOps pipeline and everything is like uh, in working order, then I think the development is, is a breeze. Right. So yeah, by pairing with the partner, it's, it helps. Well, thank you so much, C, for your time and for the information. I definitely learned a lot. Um, if you want to learn more about serverless cloud computing, go ahead and follow us on social media, or you can also reach out to us to the email um, displayed on the screen, and we'll be happy to help you with any questions you have or any projects, up upcoming projects you have as well. So thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Z, as well. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.